everybody. It is a Thursday edition of Steel Man and Thune, and as always, we are here at Cavens Group. They are the very best in the business at what they do, Disaster Response Group. Cavens sets the standard. They raise the bar for everybody else, and nobody else comes close. Cavens Group is your local remediation and mitigation emergency experts. When it comes to stuff like water flooding your business, mold affecting the environment, for your customers and employees, crime scene incident that needs to be cleaned up so you can open up your business and get back up and start making money again. Emergency board up after a break-in or maybe a vehicle hits your business. They're the folks you need to call 24-7, 365 in the uh, Norman, Oklahoma City area. It is 405-573-3048 or in Tulsa up in Green Country, 918-282-7612. You need to follow them on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, online also at CavensGroup.com. That's C-A-V-I-N-S, CavensGroup.com. We'll have Gary on, uh, I believe, a little bit later on today. And, uh, Parker, I'm, I'm a little bit nervous about today's show. I got here, and I saw the dreaded digital setup is here. Okay, the dreaded digital setup. You have to elaborate a little the, bit. Set the, the scene for us. The the uh, via setup, you know, the one, the little box, not the old school tie line. Oh, you don't so, rock with the little box? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, no, Too high no, tech for you? It's way, it's not, it's just I don't like the headphones. I don't like the whole thing. It's, it's, there. yes, it's a little too yeah. high tech for me. Now, Analog I, guy I, in a digital I, world. That's right. I know how to run it and everything. I just don't like the sound of it. I don't like it. I don't like it. So, it, it's kind of like uh, Tiger's playing the Genesis Open right now. He's even par through two holes. Tiger is uh, the, the all-time GOAT, right? But he, he hasn't been very good at Riviera. So I feel like I'm Tiger at Riviera <laughs> the today. Yeah, is your Riviera. Yes, it's my Riviera. Oh, boy. So, Five minutes into the show, and he's already yelling at clouds, folks. You know, I walk in here. I've got problems with Cox Communication, and they're – Internet today again. My wife saying, "Yeah, I've been kicked off three conference calls today." Uh, by the way, Cox, Carrington Lakes area, Northwest Norman up there. Uh, it, it just fix it, please. Like I said, it's 2024. My wife works for a, she's a data migration specialist for a big company that's like you know global. So we can't afford to have that. This is not 1997. We're not beep, boop, beep, shh, you know, fix it. it. We hadn't had problems in like two years, but uh, there is a, a possible fourth and 40 situation developing now. And people go oh, grab YouTube TV or whatever. Yeah, we have that. We still have their Wi-Fi Ethernet because it had worked really well for my stream and for Shay for a while, but last two days, not so good. Uh, anyway, anyway, all right. Um, I'm sorry, I just got a text message. Uh, I'm see you see what's happening with this equipment already. I'm already in shambles, already in shambles. But we're here at Cavens Group, and uh, so I was busy dealing with that. Dealing with that, I didn't even get time because I was dealing with this. Uh, uh, technology disaster with uh, a certain internet company, and um, I didn't even get my tweet out for Cavens, so that's that's really not good. But we're here at Cavens, happy to be here. We got a lot of stuff to talk about. You know what we, we should do today, Parker, to what start the today? show? I think we should play the national anthem. Why not? You know, that should be a tradition, maybe every day. So 
Why don't we do this right now? Ladies and gentlemen, if you would, uh, remove your caps and please rise for the honoring of America as we present to you the Gunny of Stutzman Army Marching Band and our national anthem. Thank you, Gunny of Stutzman Army Marching Band. That's plenty. Thank you very much. Steely, what just happened? What did you subject my ears to? That was at the Chicago Bulls game last night. They had an elementary school band play the national anthem. Okay, yep, that tracks. And uh, I, I was looking. I hate to cut off the national anthem, but the only clip I saw was 20 seconds. I searched high and low, and that's the only one I found. So... Those kids gave it their best shot, but they were a little off-key there. Francis Scott, off-key, I think. So how are we doing today, Parker? What's on your mind today? Oh, man, Steely, seeing EA Sports College football all over my Twitter timeline this morning got me juiced. I'm wearing my UTEP shirt in studio today in celebration. I'm ready to build a dynasty out in El Paso once the game gets released. It's kind of a scenic stadium out there in El Paso. The, the Sooners Bowl? have been out yeah. there. They, they won the Sun Bowl. They beat uh, – one year they beat Houston, right, I think. They definitely beat that Toby Gerhardt's um, Stanford team that Andrew Luck was injured, but they beat that Stanford team uh, the last time they were out at the Sun Bowl in the actual Sun Bowl game, not against UTEP. So, Anyway, uh, 405-651-3439. Now, what, what is your buddy, J.D. Bikel, what did he tweet out about Oklahoma, Texas? Because we talked about yesterday Chris Del Conte, the uh, UT athletic director, uh, had mentioned that he's trying to get Oklahoma, Texas moved to 230. It's been a rooster for a while. The last time it was at 230 in the Cotton Bowl in Dallas was the Baker Mayfield to Mark Andrews touchdown pass and the Sooners winning. Uh, in comeback fashion that day. So it's been a while. but And uh, J.D. Piquel is campaigning for 11 a.m., is that right? Uh, so it's not J.D. Piquel, it's Josh Pate of 24-7 Oh, it's Josh Sports. Pate. My bad, yes, my bad, he Josh tweeted, Pate. He tweeted earlier today, and I, apparently I won the debate yesterday, and apparently Josh was listening to the show because he tweeted, when I am CFB commissioner, OU Texas permanent kickoff at 11 a.m. will be signed into law on day one. There you go. There you go. Yeah. You uh, you argued for 11 a.m. Uh, if I had to pick between 11 a.m. or 2.30, I would lean. I'm about 60, 40 in favor of 11 a.m. I wouldn't mind 2.30, but, uh, again, I, I don't know. There are a little more challenges getting to Fair Park, getting out of Fair Park. Uh, you know, you can – if the game lasts long, all of a sudden you're, you know, you're getting back to your car and some, some uh, questionable areas maybe if you're not parking right, right inside the fair park area. But uh, I don't know. If you asked me to pick one of the two, I would go 11 a.m. It's not a super strong endorsement for 11 a.m., but wow. I would, if I had to pick one, I would, I would go 11 a.m. Okay, well, I'll take that. I'll, I'll do what I can to keep moving you toward a greater discrepancy than 60-40 in favor of the 11 a.m. kick. By the way, Dan in Madison, Mississippi, on the text line says, Oh, the irony 
Old man griping about new tech at the remote and griping about lack of high-tech function at home. Mm-hmm. I, well, you know, hey, what, what do you want me to say? What do you want me to say? It's, that's, that's accurate. Um, anyway, so uh, you are very much in the 11 a.m. camp. And for those who missed our show yesterday, tell us why again. Well, many reasons. I look, and it is true that the only OU Texas games I have experienced have been at 11 a.m., so I haven't borne witness firsthand to the alternative at 2.30. But there's just something about getting to the fair before the sun comes up, watching that bowl fill over the span of four hours, having to wake up at 5 a.m. to get decent parking, to get down to the stadium and then get decent parking, and then... Obviously, the game gets over around 2.30, 2.45. Then you got the whole afternoon and evening ahead of you to either revel in an Oklahoma victory or schedule other activities to try and forget what just occurred within the confines of the Cotton Bowl. It, it kind of goes back to the fact that, like, obviously the Cotton Bowl is not the venue that is ideally suited to host this game. It's kind of a dump, but it's... It's our dump, right? It's part of the experience. And similarly to me, getting up at 5 a.m., getting to the fairgrounds before the sun's up, kicking off at 11 with some breakfast burritos beforehand, and then spending the afternoon and the evening recovering from an invariably electric experience at the Cotton Bowl is just part and parcel of what makes OU Texas great. I don't want to move it to 2.30 for any reason. There you go, ladies and gentlemen. Parker Thune very much in the 11 a.m. camp. Uh, and, again, it was Josh Pate who tweeted out that he was the college fo- – if he were the college football commissioner, he would make OU Texas a permanent fixture at 11 a.m. Okay, we're here at Cavens Group. Love being here every Thursday, 405-573-3048. Put that in your phone contacts in the Norman, Oklahoma City area, Cavens Emergency, whatever, you, however you want to label it. Uh, or name it, 405-573-3048-918-282-7612 in the Tulsa area. Cavens Disaster Response Group, they're the best at what they do. Okay, we got a lot of things going on. The OU women's basketball team, they're on fire. Nine in a row, 12-13. They beat Baylor last night, even with Skylar Van in some foul trouble. The Sooner women got it done for Jenny B and company. That's 12 of their last 13. Two-game lead now in the Big 12 as well with K-State's loss at Iowa State. So Tigers on the course at Riviera. We've got Sooners in Kansas at the LNC honoring Billy Tubbs at the Lloyd Noble Center Saturday and honoring Billy all day tomorrow, well, at least 6 a.m. to 2 p.m. on the ref as well. Keep it here. We're coming right back. Steel Man and Thune, Thursday edition on the Home of Sooner fans. All right, we are back here at Cavens Group. We uh, will have Gary on a little bit later on in the program today. Any uh, disaster, emergency situation that you run into, we hope you never do. I did today when they put the digital equipment out here, but that's, you know, we can deal with that. Uh, Water flooding your business, fire damage, mold, any of those issues. Cavens has the most teams, the best trained teams. The best CEO and Gary. Gary's always going out getting a new certification. They 
really do a phenomenal job. Chris and the roofing department, also really, really good. Great reputation here at Cavens Group. Follow them online, cavensgroup.com, 405-573-3048 in the OKC, Norman Metro area, up in Tulsa, 918-282-7612. So uh, let's talk a little bit about... You know, we we saw this uh, report last week, and I can't remember which service it was, Parker, but the Sooner season win total was set at six and a half. Uh, now it's up to seven and a half. When you look at these services, the the schedule, if you can run the table at home, that gets you to seven victories, right? By my count. You got three non-con opponents: Temple, Houston, Tulane, and then, uh, well, Maine also. Maine, you know, with the uh, late SEC cream puff, um, you know, non-conference game. It's nice to have one of those this it year. It is. I kind of like it. The Black Bears. We welcome the Black Bears to Norman, Oklahoma, and then you have home games in the SEC. Uh, your SEC home opener against Tennessee. You've got South Carolina, and then uh, Alabama. If you can run the table at home. You're at seven. Now, again, I think clearly you run the non-conference. You're, you've got four there. Uh, Tennessee, really good young quarterback. Last year wasn't quite the year they had previously. You're Oklahoma. You've had a lot of success against Tennessee. You should be able to win that one. I'm not saying it's going to be easy. And then the South Carolina games, one that you should put in the win column. Alabama, Parker. The dynamic for that game has changed without Nick Saban. And Kalen DeBoer might be a great hire. But like I said, man, you're not clear in the bar that Nick Saban set. Not going to happen. It's just not going to. So what do you think the likelihood is or how much confidence do you have that the Sooners could run that home schedule and, and win every game on that schedule, the home schedule? I think there's a decent likelihood, especially considering that four of those seven games are against teams you very objective. Well, you can say five of those seven games are against teams that you should very objectively beat, right? It's not, and it's a different game in the SEC because in the past in the Big Twelve you can look at pretty much any true home game that Oklahoma played, and you could say truthfully, okay, if Oklahoma plays their ball game, that's a game that there's no excuse for them not to win. Well, that's not always going to be the case in the SEC. Even if you run up against a second-tier program in the conference, like a Tennessee, for instance, guess what? That team's going to be able to beat you. Whether they do or not is not only dependent on how you play, but how they play as well. In the past, in the Big 12, it's simply for Oklahoma been a matter of whether they show up or not because they have overmatched everybody from a talent perspective for years and years and years with the occasional exception like Texas the last couple of years on a similar talent plane with Oklahoma. Uh, There was a time where programs like TCU and Baylor were close, if not there with OU, but it's not all going to be contingent upon how well you play on any given Saturday the opponent is going to have the firepower to beat you even when you do play a good game. And so I don't think it's as simple as, oh, yeah, Oklahoma has a walk in the park as far as that home schedule is concerned. You can chalk up those seven wins uh, assuming that they don't lay an egg somewhere along the line. No, I think especially when you look at those home dates with Tennessee and Alabama, those are legit challenges. And 
it's not all going to be dependent on what you bring to the table offensively and defensively on that particular day. You're going to have a lesser degree of control over the game than you have had in the past on your home field against conference opponents. So I think Oklahoma ought to go at least 5-2 and two at home. More realistically, I think they win six of the seven. I think they win six of the seven. Yeah, I think five and two would be a a disaster. Um, maybe that's putting it too strong because it is the SEC. But man, uh, yeah, I think you need to get to six. You know, seven would be obviously what everybody wants, but I think five and two would be very disappointing. Oh boy, Steely. The text line is up in arms again. Oh, no. This whole 11 a.m. versus 2.30 for OU Texas kick thing has definitely been the prominent, the most prominent topic of debate on the text line the last couple of days. Somebody in Kansas says, Parker Thune does not speak for the fans. Pre-game hype time at the fairground slash tailgate should go until 2.30 at least. 5 p.m. kickoff would be awesome. Okay. Like, I agree, you play an evening or a night game at the Cotton Bowl, it would be awesome. I concur wholeheartedly. However, there are very practical and very obvious reasons why you can't do that in Fair Park in Dallas, right? So, if it's 11 a.m. or 2.30 and those are the only two options, and, I mean, let's face it, those are really the only two options, give me 11 a.m. A 580 listener says, Parker is clueless! For those of us who work Fridays and can't spend the night, it's easier to get there by noon than 9 a.m. to the Cotton Bowl for pregame. Have gone for the last 50 years. Not everyone is jaded by the last 15 or 20 years of 11 a.m. kickoffs like Parker. Hey, listen, man, I I get you. And you know what? Typically, Friday night before OU Texas, I'm working as well. I'm out at a high school game till 1030, 11, and then I got to get situated at whatever hotel or Airbnb I'm at down in DFW and got to turn around and have an early morning uh, to be able to get to the fairgrounds, get decent parking and get in the bull. Right. And so that is inevitably, invariably a night where every single year I only get about four hours of sleep if I'm lucky. But again, you kind of just got to bite the bullet with OU Texas. It's part of the experience. It's everything that that game <laughs> – there's, there's so much about the game and the situation down at the Cotton Bowl that's not ideal, right? But that's kind of why you embrace it, at least for me. I understand, too, man, if you're working Friday and you can't get down there until, you know, midnight or something or even later in the evening, it makes it more challenging. There, there are options on both sides or things that make uh, one time more appealing than another. I get it, but – here, the only thing I worry about with an evening kickoff, like I said, man, you're going to turn into the Waste Management Phoenix Open. Now, it used to be pretty bad back on Commerce Street back in the day. I mean, couches and TV sets were flying out of hotel windows way back when. That was just kind of part of the deal. But in this day and age, the way people react to each other, you let them do that until the evening and all day at the fair – it could be really, really, really a bad scene because we've lost the moral fiber of this country, ladies and gentlemen. You saw what happened at the Waste Management Phoenix Open. It looked like the Sodom and Gomorrah Open to me, right? <laughs> so, I mean, I just don't trust people that much uh, with 
with a 7 p.m. or even a 6 p.m. Yeah. kickoff. Oh, man. I could, 2.30, I could go there, but that's just me. The, By the way, I, uh, I did ask a poll question last night, and it is finally finished. Um, I, I just, this was on my mind. So the question was, wait, there are 32 minutes left. Would you rather hang out with your dogs or people? Would you rather hang out with your dogs or people? This was a poll question. I thought, you know, I want to find out because I'd rather hang out with my dogs. And dogs has already run away with this competition. Wow. Dogs got 84%. People got 16 And we called the election uh, results, you know, even late last night. So dogs won in an overwhelming fashion. 84% of people said they would rather hang out with their dogs than people. So there you go. There's a politics joke in there somewhere, but I'm not going to make it. Uh, the text line is just getting more and more vitriolic over this whole debate. Somebody in the 405 said, if you don't take off or leave work early the Friday before OU Texas, let's be real. You probably shouldn't be going anyways, loser. There you go. People like you people, see what I'm saying, are, right there? Like there's you a lot of divisiveness saying? over getting, this. They're getting they're getting personal. There was right. a, you, you, they stated their opinion. They didn't have to throw loser in and there like, at the I've end. Never, yeah, I know. I've never understood why we have to be mean to each other. Because within, look at social media. People, okay. for the most part, are followers. They follow whatever other people are doing. And if if seventy five percent of people are calling people losers and idiots and morons, and I've done it a few times, I try not to, but I've done it a few times. Then they're that's that's the environment that we live in these days. Man, but a person is... would rarely, if ever, say that to your face. They might give you that opinion, but if they saw you in person, you know what? When you find people actually in person, they are a lot better than they are on social media. Yeah, but well, yes, that is generally true. I will say that. No greater example than Doug and Norman, right? Doug and Norman seems like the most crotchety curmudgeon imaginable on the text line, but then you meet him in person, and Doug is a great guy. Doug and is so, a really good guy. Yes, yes and he served our country, by the way, with honor. Generally, these people are not as bad in person as they seem on the text line or on social media. But, like, <laughs> why do we have to be mean and bitter towards each other about these times? Because, like, all these people are OU football fans, right? And, and at the end of the day, they're having a debate and we're having a debate over something that in the grand scheme of things is pretty trivial. And yet we're getting personal over it i am of the opinion that as it pertains to matters of ou football all ou football fans should be able to engage in the discourse with respect and not feel the need to get personal with one another that's right you morons right (laughs) it's just that's why i don't I try not to open X up that much because it's so depressing when I look at it. I'm like, it's just, a, it's just, it's like a Royal Rumble with chairs out and people gouging each other in the eyes. There's blood everywhere. The Undertaker's out. Then he comes back to life. I mean, it's really, really bad. I even got in a mini political discussion the other day, and I was ashamed of myself. It wasn't on X, but I'm like, dude, you just got into politics. What are you doing? There are people who are out there that actually say they like politics. Something wrong with your medulla oblongata. Enjoy politics. There's a there's something missing in that brain. 
if you enjoy politics, because politics are evil. Okay, we are here at Cabins. They're good, not evil. They're the best at what they do, ladies and gentlemen. 405-573-3048. You know what? Uh, should we change the subject? Because you know what the text line could be all day? I want 11 a.m. and here's why. I want to. And that becomes ad nauseum boredom. So let's let's get back to the schedule. We're going to figure out how many games the Sooners are going to win. All right. Let's just say if you if you like two thirty, that's great. I get it. If you like eleven a.m., I'm good there too. We'll compromise. Coming right back. Keep it here on the ref. We are back here at Cavens Group tomorrow. We'll be back at it. Uh, well, normally we're out at Riverwind Casino. I, I nearly misspoke there. We were at Riverwind yesterday. My mind was telling me tomorrow, Friday, Riverwind. Well, we were out at Riverwind yesterday, but uh, Riverwind Casino, get out there and enjoy all of the great opportunities to win cash and bonus play. Uh, tomorrow night, the 80K Leap Into Love promotional drawings will be happening. Get out there. Hopefully hear your name called and uh, collect your share of that $80,000 in cash and bonus play. We also have uh, the next drawings, uh, hot seat drawings in the 60K Cupid's Mad Dash promotion coming up Saturday, February 24th. So they'll have one more round of those. Always a great chance to win some cash bonus play and prizes at Riverwind Casino, no doubt about that. And uh, Showplace Theater next up is the Scotty McCreary concert, February 23rd. Jay Leno in March on a Friday night, March 15th. Jim Gaffigan on a Saturday, March uh, 23rd in April. Ryan Bingham, if you've seen the series uh, Yellowstone, he's the cowboy who carries that guitar around pretty good. Friday, April 19th. Kip Moore on a Saturday, April 20th in May. We have Chelsea Handler uh, coming to the Showplace Theater and Brantley Gilbert as well. Uh, And tickets are going on sale for... uh, the new Beats and Bites 2024 Beats and Bites schedule, the outdoor concert series at Riverwind. Those tickets go on sale tomorrow morning at 8 a.m. Get online at riverwind.com, or you can go by the casino box office tomorrow. We've got shows happening beginning in May with Chris uh, Jansen, Easton Corbin in June, Tracy Lawrence, Neil McCoy in August. Two shows, the Eli Young Band and Casey Donahue. And then uh, we have Dylan Scott and Connor Smith coming in August as well for Beats and Bites 2024 at Riverwind Casino. All right, Gary should be here any minutes um, to tell us what's going on here at Cabins. You want to work a couple uh, texts in until Gary gets in here? Sure, by all means. Let's see Let's what the text it. line is saying. Uh, <laughs> Doug Norman says, thanks for calling me a miserable curmudgeon and a nice guy in the same sentence. You guys are losers, LOL. We love you, Doug. Did, who called him a curmudgeon? I, I did. I said he, what? he I said he seems like the most crotchety curmudgeon imaginable ah, on okay. the text line, right. but then you meet him yeah. in real life, and he's a very nice human being. Yes, because... Uh, People feel like they can say anything to anybody uh, as long as they don't have to face them, right? Like I said, most people you meet, you meet them in person, pretty cool dude, nice lady, whatever. On social media, they can be calling you a, you know, a miserable son of a, or whatever, you know, because that's what social media has done. Jay and Tulsa has brought a very important piece of media to our attention. Okay. He says, did you guys hear Bill Plaschke eviscerate Mule Shoe again this morning on Dan I, Patrick? 
I did not. He oh, said, man. We got to get that. The phrase hot seat was mentioned in all its infinite glory. Hour three of his show, go to the seven-minute mark here. And I guess he's about to send us a link. The link has not come through yet. But Jay and Tulsa, yes, get us this link whenever you can. And that is definitely something that I personally would love to hear. The yes, bl- Jay, the we, will, we will give you. Shoe. Yeah, we will give Jay texture of the day honors. Maybe even texture of the week if you can get that link to us. The Bill Plasky mule shoe beef is glorious. It is. Yeah, absolutely it is. And he, uh, I, I think he's got mule shoe figured out, you know. By the way, here's our man Gary Cabins. He, ladies and gentlemen, is a winner at what he does, and there's nothing phony about Gary Cabins. He's, he doesn't have any mule shoe qualities whatsoever. So, Gary, how we doing? Where you been? Have you been uh, doing uh, getting another certification? And you're always somewhere getting another license certification or in a class. What's been going on? Oh, not much. I'm doing outstanding. Uh, working on uh, doing some more water training on structural drying and um, water extraction and all that kind of stuff and sewage cleanup. And uh, last week I worked on mold, uh, updating some mold certifications and getting some continuing education credits and then worked on some Texas licensing stuff that we're working on to get um, doing mold in Texas full time. So just been busy doing all that. You are the only person I've ever seen in my life that had a smile on their face when he said, oh, I've been working on some sewage cleanup. But that's what you guys do, and you've got to be the best, right? That's right. It happens. You know, it happens more than you know. We had a, a deal where we had um, um, Trey Young Center, mm-hmm. Aaron Norman, yeah, uh, had a sewage backup, um, had two. The, the new plumbing line had collapsed, and the plumber came out and did the warranty and fixed it and everything, but it collapsed and sealed up during the games. So all everybody, nobody could use the bathroom or anything like that because it was all backing up into the building. We had to get wow. it all cleaned up and everything. Yeah, they've got their uh, grand opening coming. We're going to be out there Monday. That it's an incredible facility from what I hear. Uh, incredible facility. Um, our son, me and Jessica's son, plays there, and um, it is just gorgeous. I mean, it's wonderful that, you know, you got the big screen inside there, uh, Jubotron and uh, all the basketball courts and everything. It's just, a, it's a um, unbelievable facility. And it's just, if you haven't had a chance to check it out, you need to check it out because it's one of a kind, that's for sure. I, what I like about the young family, too, uh, Ray and Trey, is what are they doing? They're giving back to the community, right? 100%. And that's what it's all about, is giving back to the community. That's what, you know, me and Jessica do, too. And we, you know, we've got a, a bulletin board here just full of thank you cards from yeah, all over the all over the place where we've just given back to the community and uh, more thank you letters up there up front. And, you know, we just, um, you know, we believe that it's important to give back to community. And um, so we've, we've done that for many, many, many years now. And um, we will continue to do that, too. We actually had a... Um, uh, clash for a Battle of the Badges. Um, we're sponsoring a, a, a kickball tournament from Moore PD, Norman PD, Oklahoma City PD, and, oh, cool. and the fire departments too, and everybody. So we're we're sponsoring that. They came and picked up a check this morning. Nice. So, you know, we're just um, you know we we want to give back. We, you know, and uh, you know that's one of our things. Our core values are to to learn to develop and know the most about this industry that we can give back to the community and take care of our clients, you know, and, um, you know, when it comes to mold, water, sewage, crime scene cleanup, storm damage cleanup, uh, commercial fires, um, we are, you know, we're here to help. 
and we really focus on um, we really focus on commercial um, is what we mainly do is is commercial and really good at keeping businesses open during these crises so that they can keep money flowing through the doors. Real quick before we uh, let you go, uh, I know that you know we we dealt with and you guys helped us out, did an amazing job. We had a potential flooding issue happening upstairs in our attic. But you guys came out. It was unbelievable. It was like the A-team coming out, you know, and boom, that thing was fixed within like 45 minutes. It was incredible. But um, not too far away from wildfires and stuff that will be coming, too, mm-hmm. you know, and in Oklahoma, we see a lot of those. You guys, smoke damage, stuff like that. Also, any fire stuff. I know you guys, uh, people need to have. You know, your number, 405-573-3048, stored in the phone, or up in Green Country, Tulsa area, 918-282-7612. Yeah, and on fires, we only do commercial fires. Right. So, yeah. But, you know, we're here to help, and we're here 24-7, 365. All you have to do is pick up the phone, you'll talk to a live person, and we'll dispatch somebody out to help you through whatever, you know, disaster you have going on at that time. Yeah, it's always great to talk to a live person. My my wife was uh, having some problems. She works for a big global company and has her office in her, our home, and she'd been kicked off the Internet like three times today. I was dealing with somebody. And uh, I don't know if I'm talking to a bot or a real human being. but <laughs> I understand. So, you know, it's good to talk to a real person. Gary, we appreciate you. Thank you very much. And uh, Cavens Group, ladies and gentlemen, online at Cavens Group, C-A-V-I-N-S. Like him on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, the one, the only, Gary Cavins. All right, let's take a break right here. By the way, we also want to thank uh, Lasher Home Comfort Systems for sponsoring our first hour. Duke's leaving me now that Gary's leaving me, Duke the Wonder Dog. Uh, Tim Lasher and his company, also a great reputation. Heating and air needs, you have an issue, give them a call. Lasher Home Comfort Systems, home comfort you can trust, 405-579-3113. All right, let's get back to some Sooner football when we return right here on the home of Sooner fans, Tigers even par on four with a 15-foot birdie putt. Ah, we'll keep you posted, too. Tigers back on the course today at Riviera. Be right back. Yes, sir. Welcome back. How we doing, everybody? We're here at Cavens Disaster Response Group. Gary, Amanda, Chris, everybody out here, Amanda, good people, great company, great reputation. If you have an issue with water flooding your business, mold affecting the environment for your customers or employees, emergency board up, you need that. You need to just get back in business as quickly as possible. Cavens is the name to remember, C-A-V-I-N-S, CavensGroup.com, online in Norman, 405-573-3048, up in Tulsa, 918-282-7612. All right, do we have the uh, Tyler McComas, ladies and gentlemen, with a great assist for us here. He got us the Bill Plasky clip, Bill Plasky, longtime columnist, columnist, geez. You see, it's this digital equipment. It's already got me messed up. Um, At the L.A. Times who has been a uh, fierce critic of Muleshoe, and uh, I believe sees through the Muleshoe shenanigans, was on the Dan Patrick Show and said this about the Muleshoe situation right now. So where do we stand with the Lincoln-Riley era at USC? Everybody's really upset with it. Everybody's down on him. I, I was hoping he would leave, but I thought he hurt his NFL chances by having such a bad season. He's got a lot to prove. He's got a lot to prove. Can he win with another quarterback besides Caleb Williams? Can he... Rebuild this program. He's making a lot of money. 
with little results. He can't coach a defense. So Lincoln Riley's, I think he's on the hot seat. I can put him on the hot seat. There you go. There you go. Yeah, it's uh, last year was a disaster for uh, Southern Cal, no doubt. And uh, we'll see. They got uh, who's the guy they got from UCLA again to run the defense? I can't remember his name. Anton Lynn. Yes, 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 yes. We'll see. Um, you know, for I just have to see. And again, we were talking about Alex Grinch at Oklahoma, but I just have to see a mule shoe team play defense to believe it. Maybe, maybe this will be a step in the right direction. How how vindicated are you going to feel, Steely, if USC stumbles to another seven and five type of record this fall with Miller Moss at quarterback, and the national narrative becomes? Yeah, taking that USC job was career suicide for Muleshoe. I, you know, I don't root for anybody's demise, certainly health-wise, but in terms of the demise of that uh, football program and that coach, oh, yeah, I'd be very happy, <laughs> very happy. I'm not going to lie to you. I would attempt to do a 60-year-old uh, tumbling run with some backflips involved. And I'd probably end up in traction in the hospital, but, yes, I'd be very happy. Because I don't like lying liars. Worm Johnson on the text line says, listen closely, guys. By the way, they're still talking about this on the text line. Listen closely, guys. Keep OU Texas at 11 a.m. I am able to get to Babe's Fried Chicken by 4.45 p.m. in Sanger, Texas. Victory Chicken and Biscuits. That sounds good. That sounds good. You haven't been out to Aishins yet, have you? I have not been out to Aishins. You and Rebecca, when she gets back, you need to head out there. By the way, that was a very cool Valentine's gift that she got you. I, I saw the pic. That was very nice. Yeah, wasn't it? I love it. Very this. creative. You want to explain what it was? It looked like a, uh, like a blanket that looked like a letter because she is uh, overseas right now, right? Yeah, I don't think it. I don't think it was a custom. I think it was just a blanket that she found on Amazon specifically designed for uh, military families. And it was a letter that read, To my husband, even when I'm not close by, I want you to know I love and appreciate you always. Wrap yourself up in this blanket and consider it a big hug. I love you. So that was her gift to me yesterday on Valentine's Day. Very Very nice. Yeah, I thought it was a nice touch. Did you have a favorite blankie as a kid? A favorite blankie. No, mm-hmm. I did not. Yeah. I I think, wait a minute. Will you take a polygraph on that? Not sure. Okay. I, I Every kid, well, I didn't either, but some kids, they get really attached to a blanket. I would bet Muleshoe got very attached to a blanket <laughs> as a kid. He was a blankie kid. <laughs> yeah, no, that was never me. I can see a young mule shoe walking around at, you know, five, six, seven, maybe all the way up to like 15 years old, sucking his thumb and holding a blanket. That's why you can't, if you were a blanket, blanky kid, that's why you, you can't play defense. It's against the, the rules of the universe, I think. That's what I'm thinking anyway. All right, you want to work in a few more texts this hour? This we kind of been all over the wall today, but yes, that's fine. It's It's been one of those days. There's not a lot going on. J.D. Baron checking company, though. <laughs> Nine in a row, 12-13, two-game lead in the Big 12. We may have to play uh, 
a little Jenny. Jenny, I got your number. I need to make it. Well, that doesn't sound right, but you know. <laughs> oh, man. Seven, yeah, five, three, oh, nine. Well, All right, go ahead. A 580 listener says he is definitely a thumb sucker with reference to Mule Shoe. <laughs> um, Mike and Norman says, I might seem like a grumpy geezer on the text line, but meet me in real life, and I am an affable and grumpy old geezer. Good to know, you Mike. You know, Mike, I am too. I think I'm a very nice person. I get uh, like all of Wait, us. Wait, was that you? Did you send that text? No, 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 no. No, I would tell you, but sometimes, you, you know, we all get frustrated from time to time. Or we'd be robots, right? Because the robots will eventually win this battle. The robots that we created with AI. It's only a matter of time. Okay, I'm trying to check on Tiger's score. He is minus one through six at Riviera. Minus one through six. We'll hear a little uh, Tiger audio, what he had to say uh, about what would be a good week for him coming up uh, next hour. We're here at Cavens Group. They are the Tiger Woods of disaster response groups. They are the best. 405-573-3048. Locally in the Oklahoma City, Norman area. 918-282-7612 in Tulsa. Happy to be out here again on a Thursday. The weather looks pretty good outside here. Lovely Norman, Oklahoma. We're at 57 degrees. It doesn't get any better than that. The sun is out and shining. That's about the perfect temperature. Okay. uh, Next hour, a lot of your texts, a lot more Sooner football as well. Keep it right here. We want to thank Last Year Home Comfort Systems again for sponsoring hour number one, 405-579-3113. Another hour to go here on The Ref. All right, we are here at Cavens Group. On a Thursday, Parker, I believe you're going to have to uh, handle a, uh, a sponsorship for this hour like you did last week, if you know what I mean. Here at Cavens Group, we love being out here seeing Gary, Amanda, Jessica, Duke, the Wonder Dog. They're they're really cool people. Chris handling the roofing stuff here at Cavens Group. Friend of mine from back in the old NHS Tigers days. And uh, always a great time being out here on a Thursday. Again, Cavens Disaster Response Group. Uh, you have any kind of issues with fire damage, with mold, uh, a crime incident, emergency board up, any of that stuff that you need, they're available, 247-365. They're available all the time with a real human being answering the phone. Now, hopefully you never run into one of these situations, but if you do, Cavens is the place to turn to, 405-573-3048 or in Tulsa, 918-282-7612. You need to uh, follow them online at cavensgroup.com. Like them on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. I know that Gary puts out a lot of instructional videos on there that can help you with your home or business. Um, you know, he's got the very latest information and the most qualified teams in the area. Cavens Group is uh, the real deal. Okay, uh, so we were talking in the uh, first segment about uh, the Sooners' home schedule, seven games. Uh, you know, could you run the table there? And the non-conference, you should be able to win all four of those, Temple, Houston, Tulane. You've got Maine. Uh, and then you have Tennessee, South Carolina, and Alabama. Um, you know, in in 
terms of difficulty, I think still Bama 1, Tennessee 2, South Carolina 3 when you look at the SEC home games. But you're Oklahoma, right? You should beat Tennessee at home. You should beat Tennessee at home. It won't be easy. I get it. But, you know, they were not as good last year under Josh Heupel. They've got a great young quarterback with a lot of potential like Oklahoma does. Alabama doesn't have Nick Saban on that sideline. Kalen DeBoer might end up being a great hire, but you get a chance, again, a really good chance to beat Alabama. You should take care of business against South Carolina. So we're saying you should be at least 6-1 and one with that home schedule. And then the road schedule, you, you have to go to Auburn, you have to go to Oxford to play Ole Miss, you have to go to Columbia to play freaking Mid-Zoo, and then you have to go to a very evil place, Baton Rouge, Louisiana, to play those Cajun hillbillies from LSU. On Thanksgiving weekend, too. Yeah, how about that? Thanksgiving and then the, in Baton Rouge. Ooh, Cajun turkey, anyone? Yeah, miss me with that. Uh, and then the neutral, neutral game with Texas, of course. But um, if you can run the table at home, if you can, I'm not saying they will, if you can, then uh, I think – Nine and three would probably is that playoff worthy in the twelve team playoff? Uh, I don't know. SEC? I don't know if nine and three is playoff. Ten and two worthy. would definitely ten, be there. Ten and two would get you on the cusp, and I think it would kind of depend upon what happens in conference championship week. Uh, ten and two, if that's what you can string together in the regular season, I think you feel pretty good about your odds to sneak into the twelve team playoff. Nine and three probably just isn't quite good enough, but there are nine wins on this schedule for Oklahoma. Certainly, there may be ten. Again, though, you have less control over your record than you have had in years past. Just like Wait everybody a else. Now, wait a minute. Didn't you say six and one at home? I did. It's what you, okay, so. To get to nine wins, you're saying there are nine wins on the schedule. You're yeah. not necessarily saying that you're predicting that. You would have to win if you go six and one at home. You'd have to, you know, get three more wins between Auburn, Ole Miss, Missouri, LSU, and Texas. And you think that's not only doable, you think that's going to happen? I think the Sooners win at Auburn. I think they win at Mid-Zoo, and I think they win the Red River Showdown. Hmm. Yeah. Well, yeah, that would that would do it right there. Uh, I think they should win at Auburn as well. And, look, there may be some people out there that are uh, – because what happens with every year of Oklahoma football, you know, we tend to think, um, well, you know, OU um, is going to do this and going to do that. And then, like, oh, my gosh, they could be in a game with Tulane or something. But that was the mule shoe era. Uh, I think this defense should be good. They We'll see if – Maybe somebody else really emerges on the defensive line in the interior like David Stone. But they've got a lot of uh, capable people, a lot of capable talent on the defensive side of the ball. And when you bring back particularly Danny Stutzman, uh, you know, and Billy Bowman, and Woody Washington's a nice return for Oklahoma. I don't think he's in the class with those two, but he's still a really good player. Um, You know, you should be better. So really – This boils down to how good is Jackson Arnold going to be and how good is the offensive line going to be. I think the receiving core, and they'll definitely miss Drake Stoops, but I think they'll be fine there. Uh, If Gavin Sawchuck is not bothered by like a hamstring or something, 
then he's got a chance they've got to be pretty good. Maybe maybe it's Taylor, Taylor Tatum coming in, or maybe it's Xavier Robinson or somebody else uh, emerging a running back. Maybe, maybe it's Caleb Hicks. But the question marks, O-line one and quarterback two, and not in terms of whether Jackson Arnold is talented or not. It's more of can Jackson Arnold be that good early in his career to, you know, give Oklahoma a chance to win ten games. Yeah. And Would that be it for you? Well, and Joe in Tulsa points out, I feel like the season hinges on our O-line development from game one to game yeah. four and Jackson's mistakes being limited after game three. Yeah, the margin for error for Jackson Arnold is no doubt going to get a lot smaller once you're out of non-conference play. And, again, I'll bring it up, and I this is one thing that I think maybe OU fans aren't super cognizant of right now as the move to the SEC is now on the horizon. And I said it already, but I'll reiterate it. You're going to have less control over games because over the last five, six years, Steely, you can probably count on one hand and you probably don't even need a full hand to count the amount of times that Oklahoma has just simply lost a football game rather than outright giving it away. Like the other team played a good enough game, unambiguously, objectively a good enough game to beat Oklahoma. You're going to get a lot more of that in the SEC. I'm not saying it's going to be an every week occurrence, but there will be times throughout your tenure in this league, this year and in the years to come, where you play a good football game, where you perform well enough to win, and the other team just does you one better. That's the nature of the league that you're stepping into. Yeah. Yeah, no doubt. All right. Uh, by the way, Tiger on uh, on the course at Riviera today and uh, – he is at one of the par through seven. Uh, can you, as I will filibuster here, can you go get our book and uh, give us a already got for, it, Steve. Uh, you got it ready to go because we got a second hour sponsor. We got a shout out. We got to shout we do. out. This hour of the show is brought to you, folks, by Black Thunder Roofing, locally operated in Norman and Edmond. Give them a call at 405-473-8028. They also service Shawnee, Yukon, and Mustang. Black Thunder Roofing is your local roofer. Angie's List Super Service Award winner four times. They can do it all. A one-stop shop for customers looking for one contractor. You can find them at blackthunderroofing.com. There you go. Well read, sir. Well read. All right. Uh, can you play the bottom clip, BB Still Has Faith in Jackson Arnold? Because this is, you know, you get the overreactors who are very prominent on social media because they react to everything because they have nothing better going on in their lives and they can sit on social media all day, all day and night looking for the attention they crave so much and the trolling that they love to do. So what happened after there, there were some people after the Alamo Bowl, Jackson Arnold's not it, overrated, here we go again. Jackson Arnold also made some really good throws. And here's what Brent Venable said afterwards, uh, that he still has, obviously, as he should, it was one game, still has a lot of faith in Jackson Arnold. Like every single, you know, Jackson and a quarterback at Oklahoma is no different than any other player. You know, you're going to have some uh, great moments. You know, you're, you, you know, you're off your scholarship at Oklahoma. You must be pretty dang good. You know, and when you're the quarterback at the University of Oklahoma, something that you do sign up for, you're the face, you know, in many ways of the program. And uh, but uh, I know we got the right guy uh, and we got the right group there and uh, broad shoulders, level headed, incredibly humble, 
uh, tough on himself, uh, demanding of himself. Uh, I don't ever worry about him having success and going to his head, and I certainly don't worry about, oh, you know, if he's, you know, fragile or a head case. You know, this is a strong dude um, that's very process-driven. He's very committed. He's relentless with his work ethic, and he'll bring out the best in everybody. He's a great, great leader and uh, incredibly skilled. There you go. So, again, um, clearly Oklahoma should have won the Alamo Bowl. Uh, Jackson made some bad decisions that were too late. You know what Bob Stoops talked about? Hey, we a half second off, you know, but um, on some of the throws, which were intercepted. But he didn't get any favors from, like, Jalil Farouk in that game either. The Sooners should have won that game. They didn't. I still think he's going to be fine. I'm not saying he's going to be, you know, just an automatic superstar, but he certainly has that potential. And uh, you know what could be an ironic situation next year is – the DG haters, which are on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line quite a bit, I don't know what the percentage of our text would be, but maybe 20% or something. Maybe, you know, after a bad game, it would get up to 40% or whatever. But if for whatever reason, let's say that Jackson Arnold comes out and Oklahoma loses to Tennessee and then, uh, you know, they, they lose a game to Texas or Auburn or whatever and, you know, he's picked off maybe once or has – you know, they, they lose some close games. Man, if we only had DG back, you know, <laughs> it's going to be yep. the deal. They should have never let Dylan go because we'll see what happens with uh, with DG playing out uh, with the Oregon Ducks and Dan Lanning where he has a chance to flourish there as well. But, you know, and, and, but that's the nature of playing quarterback, particularly as Brent just said in that soundbite. When you're the quarterback, you get the most scrutiny. It's usually – uh, the Rushmore of scrutiny is head coach, two coordinators, quarterback, right? Yes. So and, we'll see how Jackson handles that. And the guy who could no doubt perform better than the current starting quarterback is always the guy that's either on the bench or that ended up somewhere else rather than the University of Oklahoma. Because not only when, – when Dylan Gabriel was struggling, not only were they saying, why not play Jackson Arnold, but they were also saying – Boy, what if Jackson Dart had come to the University of Oklahoma? In the words of the esteemed poet Sebastian, the seaweed is always greener in somebody else's lake. Hmm. Never heard that. You've never watched The Little Mermaid, Steely? I No, I haven't. But that's, that's pretty profound. It's pretty good. Pretty, pretty good. But I thought seaweed was only in the sea, not in lakes. Wouldn't that be like algae or something? I don't yeah, know. Yes, but it's a children's movie, Steve. Well, all right. I mean, well, there's... I mean, I've got a childlike mind, so maybe I would enjoy. Maybe I would enjoy. So anyway. All right. We are here at Cavens Group, ladies and gentlemen. It's a Thursday. Uh, let's see. Tiger appears to be one under through eight, I believe, now at Riviera. Uh, you know, hasn't played in a real event since the Masters of 2023. Had that ankle uh, fusion surgery last spring, and the question with Tiger, he can still hit the ball. Uh, how will he hold up playing over four rounds? He says he doesn't have the uh, the pain in the ankles anymore, but particularly you go to a grind like Augusta or somewhere, uh, we saw him wear down physically there last year, obviously, and, and get re-injured. But um, anyway, out on the course looking pretty solid so far today. Let's take a break. 405-651-3439. 405-651-3439. Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. 
Uh, I want to play some play-by-play clips when we get back, and you'll figure out why when we get back right here on the Home of Sooner Fans. All right, we're back here at Cavens Group. Great to have you all along today. Appreciate it. And uh, tomorrow we are going to be in studio. Normally we would be at Riverwind, but we went out there to see Justin and all the great people at Riverwind yesterday because we have something special lined up for you tomorrow. It is uh, Billy Tubbs Day on the ref. Billy Tubbs Day. The Sooners will be honoring Billy Tubbs and his great legacy. The best era of Oklahoma basketball ever, Billy Tubbs. 88 still hurts. Definitely have the best team in the country, but you got to play Kansas at freaking Kemper Arena. Are you kidding me? Jeez. But uh, we will be honoring Billy Tubbs uh, from 6 a.m. until 2 p.m. tomorrow right here on The Ref with uh, special shows and special guests. And uh, I know that we're going to have uh, Taylor McDaniel on, Taylor Tubbs, uh, Taylor McDaniel now, and uh, Billy's daughter, former Palm at OU. Uh, she will be on with us, and I think she's coming in, in studio tomorrow. I know that we have uh, Chuck Watson, former Sooner who played for Billy, coming on at 1235 tomorrow. Daryl Chu Kennedy coming in, Northwest Classen, and uh, beat Mark Price in that any team in the state championship. Chu was a great, great player. Chuck Watson was a prominent member of Billy's teams uh, back in the 80s as well. And uh, those are some fun teams, man. So we're going to have a lot of special guests on throughout the day, beginning with the T-Row in the morning show, through the Plank Show, and through our show tomorrow as well. Okay, um, back to the text line here in a minute. I did see that one of my favorite announcers of all time is not going to be at Augusta Pass this year. Vern Lundquist. Step down, you know, Brad Nestler's been doing the uh, SEC telecast for, what, two years now, I think? It's been more than that. It's been five or six. Has it really been yeah. that long? Yeah, it has Holy been. cow, really. Anyway, Vern, uh, you know, the first call you think of, well, there are two of them, but uh, I've got one that we're going to run here in a second, but 17, Jack Nicholas, this for sole possession of the lead. Maybe. Yes, sir. You know, and Jack won the 86 Masters. But uh, since Tiger is back in the course today and Vern is in the news because he announced yesterday that this will be his last Masters telecast. He will be done after this year. How about this iconic call? A big chip in by Tiger Woods in 2005 on 16. And here's how it sounded. Yeah. Here it comes. Oh, my goodness. Oh, wow. In your life have you seen anything like that? So good, and uh, Vern uh, Tiro was talking about he had uh, he's spent some time around Vern Lundquist, and Vern was talking about the uh, was it the technical director that they decided that they were going to hang on that shot for just a second, even though the real director was saying to get Tiger's reaction, you know, because if it was going to stay on the lip there, well, the guy basically decided. Eh, I probably should hang on this shot, which you do not do in TV. No, you don't. If, <laughs> if you're in the booth and the director says, take camera, whatever, you take camera, whatever. But for whatever reason, 
The gods of golf said, wait a minute, son. Wait one minute. Stay on this one. Boom. In. Perfect Nike commercial. The logo comes up, and it falls right in the cup. And then Nike later does the commercial right after, you know, the ball falls in the cup on 16. Just do it. Pops up on the commercial. Perfect. But Vern has had not only great calls at the Augusta National Golf Club, uh, you know, with 16 and 17 with Tiger and Jack, the two greatest players of all time. How about this moment at the Spectrum in Philadelphia, 1992, Parker? You know, one of the things I've seen Duke do in the past in situations like this is try for the quick pass to half court and call a quick timeout so they can get in better shooting range. There's the pass to Leitner. Puts it up. Yes! And unlike uh, Tony Romo Sunday, and Tony was the uh, obviously the color analyst, Vern let the uh, moment play out. It was amazing. I can still see Thomas Hill, you know, mouthing, oh, my God, you know. And uh, that Kentucky team nearly – Pulled the upset against Duke, but Christian Leitner had other ideas. And uh, that moment, again, that was an Elite Eight game. That was to go to the Final Four. Um, You know, 1992, Vern Lundquist. How about this one not too long ago? It's been 10 years now, which is kind of crazy. This right here, Steely, is the quintessential Vern Lundquist call in my memory, at least. Yeah. I remember watching this live. It's in your wheelhouse, and this one happened in the Iron Bowl. Mandel will hold it. Now they've officially made it 57 yards. Remember, a blocked kick can go the other way, too. He's got to be careful and get it up. On the way. No, returned by Chris Davis. Davis goes left. Davis gets a block. Davis has another block. Chris Davis. No flags. Touchdown, Auburn, and answered prayer. There you go. So Burns been on some great calls, man. There is no doubt about it. Um, probably the two most memorable at Augusta, uh, at least in my mind. And uh, then uh, the Auburn uh, kick six. The, the question was whether Chris Davis was really going to step out of bounds or not, right? Because you could tell that's one of those things where you miss that kick and you don't anticipate somebody taking it 100-plus yards back for the TD, but you don't have your, you know, your, your kickoff team out there. You've got some big lumbering linemen out there trying to block for a field goal, and they, they just couldn't get to him. But how would you rank those one, two, three? I know for you it's probably the Auburn kick six, but. Oh, yeah, man. Just because right, here's the thing. What people don't remember about that game is that the kick six isn't what made it an incredible college football game. Everything that happened for the first 59 minutes and 59 seconds of that game leading up to it made it one of the more memorable games of my lifetime. But the fact that it ended like that gave it instant classic status, and there was nobody better to be on that call than the great Vern Lundquist. I mean, for me, Steely, growing up watching college football, the two voices in my head when I think back to the college football games that I watched growing up, the two voices that resound throughout my head are those of Vern Lundquist 
and Brent Musburger. Those were the voices of college football growing up for me. And that moment, that game, uh, the kick six by Chris Davis to cap off what was one of the best college football games that I've ever watched to this day. Having Vern on the call, man, what I and what I love about Vern is that, and this is what I always respected about Vin Scully, too. I think it's such an underutilized tool in broadcasting and just something that you either have or you don't. It's inherent to your style as a broadcaster. You just have to know when to pull back and let the moment speak for itself. And Vern was so good, is so good at that. Doesn't feel like he needs to constantly be talking. He knows when to let the roar of the crowd, the environment of the stadium, and the gravity and magnitude of the moment speak for itself. Yeah, well, uh, no doubt in my mind that Ben Scully stands uh, alone high atop that mountain with a lot of others, you know, nearby, but nobody is in the same class in my mind as Ben Scully. By the way, right before we go to break, can he, uh, let's play what Tiger said. He is out of the course right now at Riviera. First time he's played in a real event since uh, the Masters last year. You know, 15 majors, 82 career PGA Tour victories. Kenny, I, I, I don't think he'll get another major. May, could it happen at Augusta if he has a great week? Maybe, but probably not. The the bigger question for me, can he get an 83rd PGA Tour victory, career victory, because he and Sam Snead are tied in that department. Tiger was asked yesterday uh, what he would consider a good week at Riviera. All right. Um, I haven't uh, had ever won this event. So I've, I've played in this event since what since '92, and on the years I've played, I've still never have won this event. So hopefully that uh, I can figure something out and um, get myself in there in contention, and um, you know maybe get a W at the end of, end of the week. There you go. He's, w would be nice. Uh, so far, he uh, last check was one under through eight. So anyway. All right, uh, let's take a break right here, ladies and gentlemen. We are here at uh, Cabin's Disaster Response Group. They do a great job. If you ever need some company in an emergency situation, water flooding your business, fire damage needs to be cleaned up fast to get you back in business, crime scene, emergency board up, any kind of an issue, Cabin's is the name to know, and these are the numbers that you need to know. 405-573-3048. 918-282-7612 in Tulsa. I can just see Jack Black in School of Rock right now in his van driving to the Immigrant Song. What a classic tune from Zeppelin. We'll take a break. Be right back. Keep it here. We are back. Good to have you with us here at uh, Cavens, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, hopefully you never need their services, but if you do need their services, you will be glad that you picked Cavens because they are the best. Uh, water, fire, mold, any kind of damage to your business uh, or your home, 405-473 or 405-573-3048 in the Norman, Oklahoma City area, 918-282-7612 in Tulsa. Well, if you're in your 40s or older, you're thinking about you know, your eyesight, you're like, man, I can't quite see. What was, was that a three or was that a two? I can't see. Well, you need to be thinking about the new LASIK, all right? Uh, don't, the old man glasses only work so well. Uh, 
really what we're talking about here is lens replacement, and that provides a permanent fix to your vision needs, okay? Unlike LASIK, which many times will leave patients needing reading glasses again or adjusting to monovision, which isn't easy, lens replacement can eliminate the need for additional eyewear after your surgery. The best part of the whole deal is that with lens replacement, you will never need a cataract surgery. Lens replacement, the new LASIK, a major leap forward in vision correction. So if you're ready to see 2020, then check out the new LASIK available at thenewlasik.com. Okay, um, Tiger Woods, one under par through eight holes at Riviera playing the night, 25 feet for birdie. Um, I was going to ask you, and I'm trying to remember what I was going to ask you. Oh, you're talking about the promo that came out today, the uh, video for the release of EA Sports College Football is coming back. And they've got another preview. I think it is in May. And did they give us uh, this summer it'll be coming out, right? That is correct. How many years did you get with EA Sports College Football? How many years did I get? Like how many seasons did you play? Three or four before it went away or more than that? No, I, I, I mean, I was, what, 15 when they mm-hmm. made the last EA Sports College football game? So, I mean, I I got my first version of NCAA football, NCAA football 2005, which I still own. Right. Uh, when I was – it was my seventh birthday. I got NCAA football 2005 for my seventh birthday. So, I had a good seven to eight years of NCAA football before they shut it down. I mean, I, I'll tell you what we really latched on to and what we still play, my dad and my brother and I, uh, my uncle even, what, one of the things we'll do uh, whenever we're all in the same place for the holidays or something, we'll fire up NCAA Football 08 on the PS2 and we'll play that. Because that to me, uh, you know, I, I my favorite console of all time, yeah, okay, I'm retro, my favorite console of all time is the GameCube. But NCAA Football 08 on the PlayStation 2, that to me, mm-hmm. of all the NCAA football experiences I have had across various platforms, that's still the best. Here's the deal, and a lot of people already know this out there, but um, with, you know, the digital, you know, you used to get just the uh, the CD version, right? Nowadays, people are going to be getting this online. That's really how it works. Well, here's another thing. If you haven't played video games, and I, I still play, it's it's a long story. Yes, I'm old, and I still play some games, and I do that on a stream, and we talk sports. But, um, for instance, if you play FIFA, the soccer game, or you play, there are now many more ways to take your money. It would not surprise me in the college football game, you know, to get a great quarterback out of the portal, because they're going to have the portal, you'll have to pay like nineteen ninety five <laughs> to get one. Seriously. You think they're going to fleece you for real money? I think they will. I think, well, the way it works is, you know, like in uh, the NBA games or whatever, it's, you know, to get these cards in a pack and you might get, you know, Will Chamberlain in one, you know, four ninety five or whatever. There are little transactions now. That didn't you just got the game on the disc and that was the game, right? Now you could edit, yeah, you know your teams and we all did that, change the numbers or 
if we could put the names on the back, you know, of the jersey, you did that, you know. Or you could, you know, in the latter versions, you could go find those rosters and download them or whatever. But now, again, there are going to be a lot more transactions. And like I said, I believe with the portal and everything else to grab a, you know, there'll be like, you know, a Power 5 quarterback that's rated highly might cost you nine ninety-five or something. Who knows? And, you know, people will pay those amounts. They, uh, they, because they find ways to make sure that, man, I've got to have that alternate jersey. You know, it's like on Fortnite. They'll say they send out the NBA skins. Or then it's like, oh, wait, we got NFL skins. Oh, okay. We got NFL color rush skins, you know, and you got to, it's ridiculous. But it's going to be fun. I can't wait. Um, that's, that's one of the things I dislike greatly about what the gaming world has become. Steely. Mm-hmm. It, yeah. well, and that's the reason why I've never moved on from the OG consoles of my childhood, the GameCube and the PS2, because it used to be you could just pop in a disc and play, right? You yeah. just bought the game, yeah. popped in the disc and played. Now, not only do you have to download the game, which usually takes hours, but then you have to make all these little ancillary transactions to upgrade the experience. Oh, yeah. and it's, just, mm-hmm. it's just all BS. It's a money grab. I am perfectly content to sit at home with an NCAA football game that's 15 or 20 years old and enjoy my low-maintenance experience. What was your uh, other go-to game besides NCAA football, sports game? Well, it would depend on the season. I I will say this. The most addictive sports video game of my childhood – the NFL one that, Street, Is NFL that the one? Street. Holy smokes, man! Yeah, I like, know you, you could lose hours playing that game. Used to be that, you know, you at least for me, you hit a wall after a certain amount of time playing any video game, whether that's NCAA football or Madden or MVP baseball was another big one for me growing up. Like usually after about an hour and a half, and I typically didn't play for that long, but if I got to that threshold, I was like, oh man. I'm starting to get tapped out. Like, I need to get my face off a screen. NFL Street, man, you could just play and play and play, and you'd look down and be like, holy smokes, four hours has gone by. Yeah. Uh, For me, NBA Jam was one. You know, the original Madden football, I don't think the Madden games are, you know, I go back to the days where the, you know, the ambulance comes on the field. Tecmo Bowl was great. Pick up and play. The graphics were horrible. Uh, you look back on them, it, it was a different time, but it was easy to play, and it was a great party game. You couldn't, you know, stop Bo Jackson. Uh, but, it, you know, the playbook was like six plays or whatever, But that or Super Tech Mobile upgraded. But still, those pick-up-and-play games, man, they were awesome. And a lot of the Tiger Woods games, of course, as well. You know, I'd get the new one every year. So, But, yeah, a lot of uh, extra transactions these days. They are aiming for your wallet, your PayPal, whatever, you know, and uh, they win a lot of those battles because you think, man, okay, really? I can get 75 Oklahoma? How much? 895 Oh, yeah, no problem. Oh, wait a minute. I get, I got to get 73 Oklahoma. Even though they didn't win the Natty, that might have been the best Oklahoma team of the Switzer era. How much is that one? Oh, that one's 995 Okay, yeah, I get that one. And then next thing you know, you know, somebody's uh, saying, where did uh, EA Sports $129 over the last month? Not that Che's ever done that, but some mom <laughs> will be saying that, right? She hasn't because we don't do, we don't operate like that. But some mom will go, 
what was it, Kendrick Perkins? Kids bought all those Fortnite skins or something, and I think they ran up like an $1,800 bill on the credit card or something for Perk back in the day. So you better, better be careful. All right, uh, let's take a break right here. By the way, our uh, Vern Lundquist clips, Vern Lundquist clips, hard to enunciate, uh, brought to you by our friends at Ortho Central with clinics in Norman, Midwest City, and now their new Tri-City location serving Newcastle, Tuttle, and Blanchard, their full-service clinics, have a great reputation for being the very best to treat orthopedic and sports medicine injuries. Break time. We have, uh, are we yet one last segment? We are. Yeah. Wow. All right. Uh, let's get some texts in and uh, some final sports notes on the way. Keep it here, Steel Man and Thune, on the home of Sooner fans. All right, we are back here at Cavens Group uh, tomorrow. Normally on Fridays, we would be out at Riverwind Casino. We're doing the Billy Tubbs Day tomorrow on the ref. Looking forward to that. It's going to be a lot of fun, a lot of great guests. And uh, Justin and the folks over at Riverwind uh, were gracious enough to give us uh, Wednesday. Uh, so we were out there yesterday. But I will tell you, Riverwind will be things will be uh, happening on Friday as always. Get out there for the 80K Leap Into Love promotional drawings. I mean, you'd love to win your share of that 80K in cash and bonus play, right? So we've got the 80K Leap Into Love promotional drawings tomorrow night. You've got steak night at the River Buffet. They have a great uh, seafood night on Saturday and a very, very good and well-reviewed brunch as well on Sunday. You've got Chips and Ales Pub Restaurant as a dining option, the Newly redesigned food court looks amazing. You can see every game there as well. Uh, if you haven't been out to Riverwind, I've uh, raved about the new look out there. Uh, it was it was really nice already, but the best got even better. Skyloft gaming area attached to the casino. You've got an Oasis gaming area that's smoke free now. Uh, nearly three thousand electronic games, all of your favorite table games as well at Riverwind Casino. Off track betting. Uh, they've got everything. Showplace Theater is back. Great shows. We have the brand-new Beats and Bites outdoor concert series lineup that's announced. Check the website. You can get the details. And I will tell you that the tickets for those Beats and Bites shows go on sale tomorrow morning at 8 a.m. You can get those online at riverwind.com or at the Showplace Theater box office. Love the folks out there at Riverwind, the Chickasaw Nation. They give it a lot back, just like they do here at Cavens Group. Uh, but we will not be out there tomorrow. We will be at, back out there the following Friday, though. Tomorrow's Billy Tubbs Day uh, right here on the ref. All right, uh, let's get some texts in, Parker. By the way, Tiger, front nine, one under par, playing the very famous 10th hole, which you can drive, but if you get into a, a, an issue like Tiger's in a bunker right now, you can easily make a six. You could, uh, you could very easily eagle that hole. Or make like a triple on that hole. So, but one under through nine for Tiger. What do we have on the text line? A listener in the 405 says, Steely, you've got to play a game called Population One. It is a free game, but one of the best games they have plays a lot like Fortnite, except in virtual reality. There is even a Facebook group, group called Population One 40 Plus for hmm. the olds. So, you got to wear a VR headset, though, like Bronx uh, Perry. Yeah, no, we've already established today that the uh, VIA headset is as close to VR as yeah. Steely's ever going to get. I, I mean, it sounds kind of cool. I don't have enough room in my old my streaming room now to, to wander around very much. Uh, but it sounds actually pretty cool. 
Sooner Bump says, Steely, we are so old. Parker was seven in 2005. I know. Is that not crazy? That's crazy. He also says, hey, guys, on my Twitter, I'm trying my best to spread the word and get the court named after Billy Tubbs. It's been long overdue. Please help spread the word. Thanks, Sooner Bump. Billy, I would be all for that. Um, I, Billy belongs in the in the Hall of Fame as well. There's no doubt about it. Uh, it's ridiculous he's not there. And, um, you know, being able to sit there. Now, I went to Wichita Falls, and I was there in 89 through 92. But being able to see, you know, when Billy first got the job at Oklahoma, you know, to where they got in that 88 game, again, I'm 100% convinced if you don't play that game at Kemper Arena, Oklahoma's the national champion, and I still they were the best team in the country. But just, again, one of those nights, man, one of those nights. But that era of Oklahoma basketball was so special and so exciting. And, look, uh, Kelvin did a great job. Lon Kruger did a fine job. You know, uh, you go all the way back to Bruce Drake, or uh, John McLeod when he had Alvin Adams, Jeff Capel. You know, they had Blake Griffin, but eh, uh, you know they. But it never really seemed like a, get, a good fit at Oklahoma. Porter's trying to get this thing back on track, but uh, that was just a special era. I mean, it really was. I know that we're going to have on. I've seen so far we're going to have Chu Kennedy on. We're going to have Chuck Watson on. We're going to have Taylor McDaniel on, uh, Billy's daughter, formerly. Taylor Tubbs McDaniel uh, on as well to talk about what it was like because it was just a, it was just a really really fun time and uh, you know I remember Billy is was a super funny humorous guy the only guy who I ever saw who out funnied Billy at a press conference was Abe Lemons because Abe Lemons was probably the funniest coach ever in college basketball. Um, but Billy, and I still remember the press conference one year for the all-college when they were both up there, and it was like being at the uh, evening at the improv or something. Everybody was just laughing through the whole press conference. Good stuff. Those were the days, my friend. You didn't have any of these narcissistic, egomaniacal kids out there craving attention 24-7. You had really solid people that were the – they, ladies and gentlemen, laid the groundwork somewhat for this country. These little pipsqueak, look at me, get in there and make it about you kids of this day and age. They're not even Sooner insiders. They didn't even grow up Sooner fans, some of them. Don't let them fool you, uh, although many of you are being fooled. We're here to expose the fools. Now, I've exposed myself as one already, but you know what I'm saying. A listener in the 405 asked, do Alabama fans feel the same nausea when listening to kick six replays as Oklahoma fans do when listening to Boise State Statue of oh, Liberty replays? Probably. And they, like, to everyone that accuses me of being a corn husker, Steely, here's what I always mention to those folks in response. To this day, I have never watched the replay of the Statue of Liberty play. I watched it live. It was heartbreaking. I've never watched the replay. I don't I think do I have either. To. Besides the broadcast, obviously, but uh, that was a very tough night. And then who got on the cover of EA Sports College Football? Jared, Jared freaking Brz- That's right. It should have been over on the Marcus Walker INT. 
That was a very tough night for Sooner fans. Losing to Boise freaking state. Are you kidding me? Jeez. All right, we got to get out of here. Thanks to Gary and everybody out here. The one and only, ladies and gentlemen, Billy Tubbs Day. Tomorrow going to be a lot of fun on the rep, beginning with the T-Row in the Morning Show, Toby and TJ at 6 a.m. Have a great rest of your Thursday.